Badass. Welcome to the Radiant Badass. If you like your suburban mom with a side of punk and your spirituality laced with pop culture references, friend, you are home. I'm your host, Elizabeth Holmes. I'm so glad you're here. Let's have some fun. Hello, friends, and welcome to Half Past November. How crazy is that to contemplate? We are screaming toward the end of the year now. We've got spooky season out of the way. We're headed into fall. It has been such a wild year. Those end of the year reviews for 2022 are going to be crazy, people. Nuts. Uh, Just to note, I'm recording this just prior to the midterms. So if I sound upbeat when the results would suggest I would be sad or vice versa, just know that I'm existing in a before time timeline when all of those outcomes were still unknown. But what is known to me are the remarkable guests I had on the last couple of weeks, and I want to talk about them a little bit today and a few of the absolute gems they shared during those conversations. There were moments in those conversations that I've been replaying in my mind, and maybe you have too, or maybe you haven't listened to them yet, and that's all right. Maybe this episode will intrigue you enough to go download those and listen. It's episode 73 and 74, if you want to give them a little listen. I just wanted to talk about a couple of those moments for a second. It's kind of like when you go see a speaker and you're like in the car afterwards and you're debriefing with whoever you went to the show with, like consider this my debrief, okay? You can debrief with me too. Send me an email. I'm going to lead off with a confession though. These conversation episodes that I do are a big stretch for me. Remember in episode 52 when I pitched doing 22 hard things in 2022? Yeah, remember? Like that was cute, right? Are we doing it? Are we doing it? I'm doing it because those conversations were two of my hard things. So I knocked two more things off my list. Uh, I think I've done like 15. So am I going to do 23 hard things in 2023? Probably, but it looks like there's going to be a fair amount of rollover from 2022. But yay me for taking the opportunity to build some new skills, right? And honestly, Once I get going, I absolutely enjoy the conversations. I mean, these women are amazing. I love to hear everyone's stories. So I am looking forward to doing more. It's a great way to kind of explore this transition topic. But man, do I have some lost sleep ahead of time (laughs) worrying about it. And like after when I wake up and I think of all the cool things I could have said while we were recording, but I didn't say. Um, you know, that's amazing. That's like the best part. Oh no, actually, I think the best part is that I sweat like crazy during those conversations. Like I literally have to wear layers. Um, because I'm so cool like that, right? Just so cool. Anyway, back to the marvelous women who helped push me out of my comfort zone and shared some of their wisdom with all of us. One of the first things that Monica from Soulful Fit Club and I talked about that has been rolling around in my brain, and that was her story about seeing the social media post about how if you just lost two pounds a month, like at the end of the year, that equals 24, right? 
And it was her willingness to embrace that idea of incremental, consistent progress over the extreme kind of lose 20 pounds in six weeks message that we get in society all the time. I loved that she was embracing that idea. I love that she was talking about health and wellness being a long game, but truly all of life, right? It's a long game. So she was giving me the kind of life advice I need to hear, uh, apparently repeatedly, um, especially when I'm doing transitions, when I'm in a real obvious transition, I need to be reminded of the discipline it takes to play that long game. And I don't really think that's celebrated enough. So it was a great conversation. Small changes every day, consistency, like whether it's the book you run to write or the garage you need to clean out or the pause you need to take before responding to your kid's provocation, like a breath can make all the difference. And I just realized like those are not just random examples. Like, are they people? <laughs> well, personal, but it all adds up. It's compound interest, baby. Like if you think about it, it's not the sexiest, but also, yeah, it is the sexiest. That kind of discipline and equanimity is so freaking sexy. So I love talking about that. I loved that Monica started making her adjustments in November. She didn't wait for some really artificial start line. Like she didn't wait for January 1st. She didn't wait for a Monday. She didn't wait for a Sunday. Like she didn't put it off. She just started where she was at. And I know, folks, that is how it's done. That is how you move your life in the direction that you want. Monica also happened to make this kind of toss-off comment, like when we were talking about when she goes skiing. And she said that she, I think this is her quote, sticks to the greens. Which if you're not a skier uh, and you go skiing, the ski runs are color-coded Green is the easiest, and then blue is harder, and then black, and then there's black diamond if you're nasty. And this idea of just skiing the greens may not be mind-blowing to other people, but honestly, the concept that you could go skiing and just stick to the greens was absolutely mind-boggling to me. Like, you mean to tell me that you can take up skiing or really whatever interest? And you can just allow yourself to be okay at it. Like if you enjoy it, uh, what? Uh, This one hit home for me because I tried skiing in my 20s and I liked it. I like being outside. That's a majestic landscape, especially here in the Pacific Northwest. I liked the cold. I also liked warming up in the lodge. Like I didn't mind that there were two and three-year-olds better skiers than me on the green runs. I was fine with that. But what I did not like was that everyone else I went skiing with was a better skier than me. And that made me feel like a hindrance to their good time. So I would try, like I pushed it. I tried the blues and it just ended up being basically an afternoon of me falling down and doing what they call yard sales, which is like where your hat and your scarf and your gloves and whatever poles are all just scattered on the slope. And and that wasn't fun. Also exhausting. Now, in the words of John Mulaney, uh, we can't unpack all of what I just said today. (laughs) 
So I'll just focus on the fact that it never crossed my mind that it was an option to simply stick to the greens. And now I'm all about figuring out where in life I can stick to the greens and take the pressure off myself. Honestly, I'd probably still be skiing if I'd given myself permission to just be shitty at it. We were talking about skiing in the context of how much better Monica felt out on the slopes because of her exploration of a sober by choice life. And when she articulated the benefits she'd seen since she had indulged her sober curiosity, it was better sleep, less anxiety, feeling clear in the mornings, uh, weight loss from eliminating the empty calories of booze. Uh, It's in the episode, but those are just straight up health benefits like science. I think it's difficult for many people to understand that you could be sober by choice, not by necessity. In our society today, that doesn't feel very well understood. You don't have to be an alcoholic to choose not to drink. You can just want to feel better. It makes drinkers real defensive, though, if you turn down a drink. I mean, I've experienced that when I've turned down a drink. And I, like, I don't need your story about why you drink or how much you drink or when you drink. Like... Have at it. I'm like, chill. I just feel better if I don't. And I think I mentioned this in the episode, but I just love Monica's energy. I loved it when I first met her 20 plus years ago. And we were entirely different people then. And I still love her energy. I also love the energy of my guest last week, Jade of Maven and Muse Media. I thought of Monica when Jade was talking about how she'd taken to heart a comment she'd heard about how the outside world was a mirror for you. And if you're getting crabby energy back, you might need to check your energy, see if you're being crabby and see if it's an energy match. And if it is, maybe you could shift the moment by bringing a higher energy into the interaction. And then she shared how she has an intention to leave people better than she finds them. That's freaking amazing. Like, guys... What if we all did that? What if we all just set that intention and moved in the world like that? Like, can you imagine the ripple effect of actual real life kindnesses? Jade and Monica both vibrate at that level, that high level of intentionality and radiant badass. They're both radiant badasses. I would say that hands down. Jade has a story that she shared in the episode about going on a spirit quest to Sedona. And actually that story, hearing that story may have changed my life. She had the realization that the world is full of possibility. And when she said that, I got chills. And incorporating that into my bones is my new intention. As someone who struggles with self-doubt and the wild discomfort of putting myself out there, After a lifetime of conditioning to stay small, I need a mantra like that. The world is full of possibility. There's room for everyone. Just like breathe into that. How is that for inspiring? Our overarching conversations were framed in this idea of transition. And both of these women advocated for the small changes, like having a friendly exchange with a clerk or nudging into a slightly healthier habit. That's how the transition happens. It's not in the six things in six weeks to a new you. Although 
to be honest, you know I would read that book. Even though I know that it's the skosh in the new direction of the life you want. And I know that when you do that, the world starts to open up in unexpected ways. And we can talk on another episode about how scary those unexpected ways can be and how somebody might maybe just really spitballing here, but might indulge in a little self-sabotage so that they can predict the ending. That is an episode for another day. I'm dwelling in possibility today. All of these small changes compound, and then you find yourself in a new place in life. And as Monica suggested, it would serve you well to take a minute to sit in gratitude for all your previous chapters. All you learned, all you experienced, just breathe into that and be grateful. I was a bit dazed when I finished up each of these conversations. Both conversations got my mind going like crazy and I was processing and I was watching the clock because I could have gone longer and had longer conversations with both of them. It was so interesting to me. So I don't think I thank them properly at the end of their episode. So I wanted to take this opportunity to thank them again for joining me. The importance of us sharing our stories and witnessing the stories of others connects us in community. And it can be such a relief to hear someone share they've been through something you're going through. It just lightens the load. So thank you, my listeners, for being here. And I encourage you to listen to the full episodes and let me know your takeaways. Like, seriously, there were truth bombs everywhere. What did you hear? All links to the episodes and where to find Monica and Jade are in the notes here of this episode. So again, thank you, my dear listeners, for being here and witnessing my story. And I will see you next week.